tweet at SFM Radio and at Patricia N. Dooley. It's a 23.23. That's the time on your dial. And uh, this is Late Night Conversations. We are going to be talking sexy, saucy, and steamy stuff. So please make sure that anyone under the age of 18 is not around, not tuned in. It's time for us to shut the front door and open the closet closet conversations and i'd like to welcome our uh, beloved doctor and to our beloved dr babalwa funda kamaboza she is better she's feeling much better atimas you she's not coughing she's in fact i was with her during the day today so i can i can testify she is much better doc how are you you know what? I'd like to thank you, your team, and and with all the ATMs and all your listeners for the positive energy, uh, the, the divine love. It doesn't matter how it came in prayers, in anything that it came with. I promise you, I have been healed. And thank you, thank you, thank you. It's 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 healing to be part of such a community that realizes that behind any and everything that you are. There's a human being that also needs care. Well, you are a team doctor, and what would a Thursday night be without you? Listen, so last week, right, we were talking about bi curiosity, um, mm-hmm. and and you because you are coughing, and mm-hmm. you know I needed you to rest, and the a team has needed you to rest. I had to sort of like you know steer the ship. <laughs> I but still, people were saying we want the doctor to explain to us why is it that sometimes I am a man and I I would just want to watch. Uh, um, you know, homosexual or uh, same-sex sex, uh, sex via porn, or that's what I desire to do. Does that make me gay? Uh, and how do I talk to my partner about that? So all these questions I could not answer, and that's why you are here. We are talking by curiosity. A-teamers, Dr. Baba Lafunda also known as Antu, is on the line. She is a director and owner of Western Breeze and one of the owners of Afro Love Expo. The number to dial so that you can ask your questions about biocuriosity and, uh, and and have a better understanding of your own sexuality. Number to dial 011-714-2006. You can also WhatsApp 0614-104-107. These are the Closet Conversations. Dark by curiosity. When mm-hmm. is it something that is common? Well, it is common, Pat. But you know, every time when we talk of any sex and sexual behavior or any behavior that sometimes because of certain limitations and perhaps elements of our lives that doesn't allow us to fully disclose, then these are the things that we keep to ourselves. And then it doesn't mean because we have not talked about it is not your reality also. But at the same time, if it is not your reality, it doesn't make the person that has that kind of a reality reality, make them a bad person. You know, I like the word, the word pet is is referred to as bi-curiosity. This is somebody who's just curious. And in the curiosity, you'll never know what will come. There will be your reality or there will be something that is not your reality. And another word that I usually like when we talk about bi-curiosity is curiosexual. Hmm. Where you are just curious about what is happening in the sexual space. In any and everything that, as you grow, this starts with, even let me make an example of just our careers. Yesterday we were together and we'd like to thank you very much for making us to be curious about other spaces in life because it is a human nature to be curious. Now let's take an example of a, char- a career where you, you start off 
Now I know how old you are. Sub A. <laughs> All right. No, let me allow it. <laughs> okay, you go. You go to grade 12 in today's terms, then at 8, you cut seat, then at 10, you cut seat. You go to university. When you get to university, you get your primary degree. You go to master's. You go to a PhD. So we grow. So this happens. Pet, sex is a journey. It's like any other journey. The only thing, because we don't sit and say, now, this is my plan, like I would have planned to say, now, I want to do my master's, I want to do my PhD. So in a sexual term, the plan might not be as clear because you find yourself as you go and grow into this thing. So part of it is that you need to have some kind of a curiosity. That's why I prefer the word curiosexual as a central space where we start having to discuss about biocuriosity. Because biocuriosity is just another example of people that would be referred to as bisexual. We know what is hetero, which has been seen to be a, a normal. But because as we evolve and transform, which are permanent parts of, of any kind of growth in a society, we had moved from that, we moved to homosexual, and from homosexual we now start saying, but can we have a combination of the two? Can I be attracted to both of them? Or can I just be curious, even if I'm not attracted, to find out what you think? So that's what it's about. It's a normal trend of life. We are expecting you to think of it. But of course, for you to act on it or not to act on it is another thing. And after you exit, what then happens is then maybe, then that's when we start saying, we have moved from curiosexual and now we've moved to bio, where you say, I am attracted to everybody, regardless of which body they have. But what I'm attracted to is a central person. It's the value. It's who the person they are, whether they are wearing a, a penny or whether they are wearing a vagina. And please do not judge me. But now, you know, Doc, uh, we, we've we've come across um, a, a lot of issues and we know that sexuality also can create, um, um, you know, those whispers behind closed doors. So we are still very shy by nature. We are still a very, um, we, we've got a lot of uh, taboos and the likes. Let's take this bio-curiosity or curiosexuality into a, a space where there is a couple that is married or in a long-term relationship they are heterosexual and the the one partner might feel that they are bi-curious or curiosexual how do they communicate this with their partner who has known them for life to be heterosexual okay Pat, we do understand that there's limitations within couples and of course there's what we refer to as values and what determines who we are and sometimes when you then want to say to your partner you know what what i thought was one of our values it's okay i still want to value it and i still want it to be part of the foundation of our relationship but are you going to allow can we allow ourselves to to explore sexual spaces are spaces of exploration there are spaces where you want to find out exactly who you are in the sexual space and understand how your journey is going to navigate without having to destroy what you have. You then go to your partner. Because pet, as much as all of us are practitioners, we always shy away from communicating about sex. There is nothing as beautiful as and sexy as communication because it's the only way that what is within you 
can be translated to the next person. And this goes for love, Pat, because we always think, because I'm around you, because I told you I loved you 10 years down the line, you still are supposed to believe that I, love, I still love you. There is value in words, even though it is very little and limited. And it is the only way in which you can tell the next person that this is what is happening on my mind. As couples, yes, there are times when this will lead to either the building of a relationship or the destruction of a relationship. My goodness, there goes our relationship becoming destroyed because of uh, mobile networks. Uh, while Benzita tries to get uh, Dr. back on, uh, let me go to a bit of a break. But let me remind you that you can call in as we talk about curiosity and curious sexuality on 011-714-2006. You can also WhatsApp 0614-104-107. Have you tried to explore your other elements of sexuality if you have please do let me know i'd like to know or if you've got some questions around um your bi curiosity then uh, do call in and dr babala fundagamaboza will be able to assist doc are you back one week of being sick there's infidelity in this relationship and and it's from your side where doc it is from your That's side one week. I, uh, I, uh, dog, please, we don't want these things happening. <laughs> of course. We need, we need to be nice to all the, the listeners. Cause you know how much I missed the show? Last week I was very sick. And I had to do, you know, Ben and you, you know the love that I have for this team is beyond me. You know, I knew I was not well. But I still felt for you and for our listeners, we need to get this right. Going back to your question, uh, Pat. To say, how do we then navigate around these issues? That now we have been as a, a couple, whether we, we have been hetero or, 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 or we have been homo, how do we then navigate around these issues? You know, one thing, we live in a community that determines things or where we develop our own foundation form. But we need to remember one basic thing of each and everything. You have decided to be a family. And within that family structure, you determine your own rules and foundation on how you are going to navigate your own sexual life. Because where we then have community values, they come from family values, which is why we are all part of an evolution and a transformation of what happens in our sexual lives. And in our lives in general, Peter always makes this example. But when we grow up, there's a lot of things that were never there, that were not accepted. But because you then stand your ground as an individual, you stand your ground as a family and as a couple and say, this is who we are and this is what we want to see ourselves walking the journey towards and this is where we would like to end up. And part of it is the biggest thing. Please, I always say to couples, be honest with yourself. Be honest with what is happening inside of you. And then those will determine the value. You then go to your partner and say, you know what? I love you. And and these are conversations that should not come when there's negative spaces, where you've had a, 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 a disagreement, where you have not been helping, or where you have been absent in a relationship for whatever reason. These conversations, they should come when the relationship is at peace and when there's harmony, where you can allow yourself to say, I'm not sure what is happening. Am I having a fantasy or is this my reality? And let's can we have a conversation? Whether you are going to at some point agree whether you want to explore it or not is another thing. 
but honesty will always set you free. And the simplest way, Pat, of how to go into such spaces is where you say, you know what, I am myself, I am a woman, I've got boobs, I've got a vagina, and I'd like to see and explore another one. And it would be best if I do it with you. Because these conversations, Pat, they build into other spaces that we've talked about already, where we've talked about polytheos and other forms of relationships. So it means you do not have to hide these things. Because this is where all these other names come in and say people people are called double adapters. There is no such. These are the people that just want to have an experience from all different types of animals. And, but, and, and, and experience themselves to other people. But now, you know, Doc, as, as we are talking, you make it sound like it's so easy. But we are aware that there's a phenomenon that uh, is has been... A part of our society for a long time, and that's the after nine phenomenon, where you hear of married men who uh, appear to be straight, and because they fear what society will say, they will have homosexual relationships um, after nine or in the dark. And 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 when you put it like it's just about communication, it, it sounds easy, but it's not always that easy to come up with such a conversation with your partner. And sometimes not because you are you are gay per se, or, or it's maybe just that that you are bi curious or you enjoy that sort of sex and still want to be in the sort of relationship that you are in. You are dead correct, Pat, that it, when we say things, they sound very easy. But in real life, they could have other connotations and they could have negative effects on your relationship. It's just like any other thing. But you then have to weigh the mental, the psychological effect that it has on you if you have a certain kind of a curiosity. Because sometimes it's true. It's just a curiosity. You just want to see. It's just that you have an experience. And it doesn't go beyond that. And that you might not even in the future. There's no attraction at all. But there's just you having a, a curiosity to say, what would happen if I were to touch and feel another vagina? What would happen if you're male? If I were to touch and feel another penis? Or even have a, 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 a penetration, an inner penetration of a man? Does it feel the same like that of a female? So it is just a curiosity. And what we are trying to promote, because we are promoting safer sex, that rather be honest about your interest as an individual. And sometimes it might end up in the conversation rather than going and destroying what you have for nothing. But in spaces where, Pat, because even if you are a single person, you could be having that by your curiosity. If you are single, but maybe it could be a space because you are not accounting. But even if you are single and you have a partner that you are playing with or a partner that is just there, be it your cuddling partner or anything, it is always good that you are transparent about your life. That is provided you are dealing with people that you are, you, 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 you are comfortable with. But what is important is we always promote a safer sex lifestyle. Now, when we talk of a safer sex lifestyle, most of the people, they will think that we are just talking about the use of condoms. No, it goes beyond that. Safer sex is even protecting yourself, yourself from yourself, where you will feel like I have peeped or I have been economic with the truth. Because we always run away from the fact that truth always comes out. In spaces where you know that the truth, if the truth came out, it might jeopardize what you have, you just become honest. But even if you are single, be honest towards yourself and say, I want to explore. I would like to see what else is there. 
and, and, and make it just an experience. Ted, the question that I have for yourself as an individual and for the team in the studio and for the people that are listening to us now, how far have you taken it by your curiosity? Because sometimes even think about it is enough. You just think, I'm not interested. I don't want to see myself between another woman's legs. The curiosity ends here. I don't want to see. But there are those people that say, I am willing to take it far. And how far has it taken you in your own space? What were the benefits? Because as much as there's curiosity, where sometimes you do not even know what leads you to those spaces, because there could be reasons why, but were there any benefits? If in that you have looked and you have adored, because sometimes it might just be in the looking, another woman's vagina, did it lead you to understanding how your own works? Did it lead you to understanding and appreciating yourself more? Did it lead you to understanding? Because people are not just working vaginas. They live in bodies. If you have experienced a bigger woman, did it lead you to understanding that big people are not bad people, big people are also human beings, or even if you experience a small person, because we all have preferences, what had it brought into yourself as an individual, and how has it transformed your own sexual journey and your own individuality? Because especially this, for people that might be heterosexual in nature, that have been gone into spaces where now you even think. Because there was a time patch where homosexuality was labeled in a certain manner, where you now think, oh, this one is sleeping with a woman. Oh, this one is sleeping with another man. Have it transformed your own mind to say attraction is attraction, love is love, and these things can be fluid if I allow myself. Let's take a bit of a break and uh, we'll be back with Dr. Um, Baba Lafundak Amaboza, also known as Antu. We are talking biocuriosity. Um, have you ever uh, thought of, you know, having sexual um, encounters with someone of your same sex? And if so, tell us if you've had it. And if not, tell us how you plan on telling your partner if you're in a relationship. Dial 011-714-2006 or you can also WhatsApp on 0614104107. SMS SAFM now on 41391. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Dooley, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. We are talking closet conversations. Uh, the time right now is 43 minutes after 11. And our guest is uh, Dr. Babalu Afunda Kamaboza, who is also known as Antu. She is uh, the director and owner of Western Breeze and one of the owners of Afro Love Expo. We're talking by curiosity. Now, uh, uh, Doc, where do you know, when do you know, or how will you know if it, your by curiosity has gone to the level of now you are not just a bi-curious, but you are bisexual or homosexual. Okay. Curiosity is just something that you can wish off and you can do without. But you just think, ah, now I was just curious, I can live without. But automatically when something now starts being part of your life or part of your thinking throughout, and that sometimes you have to fight yourself around it, even if you are going to have a, an encounter with your partner, then you must know that you have moved from just being curious. You have moved yourself to a flexible position, either being called a heteroflexibility or hetero or even a bisexual. When now, even when you 
see the same sexual person or the same sex that you, you, you can now start feeling attraction. Now it becomes your reality. And curiosity, it doesn't really, there's not really an attraction. There's just you being curious and wanting to find out sex. Oh, I'd like to see. I would like to smell somebody else's uh, vagina. I'd like to smell somebody else's penis. I'd like to see and be held by another male. I'd like to be held by another female. But it doesn't go beyond that. It could just feel like more of a fluctuation. But now when it goes deeper and you think, you know what, I think I'd like to, at some point, yes, I'd like to move between the chest of a woman to a chest of a man. And at some, at certain times, I would love to even go beyond where I'd like to experience both of these people at once. Then you must know that it is, it might be becoming a part of you. And remember still pets, even in these spaces where you could move from being a hetero or homo to bi, you could even move at some point to moving and saying no. And and this could be based on experiences where you say, Mm-mm, my experiences might not be good, or what has happened to me has not been great, or naturally I just want to go back to, to a certain kind of a lifestyle, or even not go back, but instead of being bi, now I've decided if I was hetero, now I want to be homo. So it is how it that plays in your space, how it plays in your decision-making of what you want to move or drive your life towards. Then once it becomes now still almost like a permanent or a very big part of you, then you have to start thinking. But pet, do people need to label themselves? It's a good question. Because we move most of the time, it's good because of human nature, because of how research is done, because of all these things and elements that we are around. We always want to box people and put them in certain compartments for the ease of understanding and getting statistics and also for our own ease as individuals. But do we need to be boxed? Or do we want people to just have sexual experiences? Or do we want people to, to start exploring themselves further? so that they can get to understand their capabilities. Maybe if we are going to have a, open a conversation within couples and within a family, maybe what we need to do is to start opening this conversation to say, I don't want to be labeled. I want to leave. But going beyond that, because we have realized that breaking ice and breaking the blocks that we have been compartmentalized in becomes very difficult. How do we then introduce this lifestyle to our children? I do understand the myths. I do understand our religious beliefs. I do understand all these other things. But with our children at home, pet, I have children. You have children. Our listeners do. Have we started uh, even introducing the different types of families where you say, there could be a family of a single parent. That is a family. It's a fully fledged family. It could be hetero. It could be homo. It could be polychos. It could be a polychos. Could be three parents. It could be four parents. It could be more. In Africa, we make it easy because we talk of polygamy. Now we can even start talking about of, of polyandry because these things make it easy for our children to start having these conversations and even for us as adults to say, you know what, there's all these different kinds of relationships. Are we feel comfortable where we are? Do we think, even if we're not going to explore and be part of them, can we start having these conversations about those families, even if we're not going to move into those spaces? Whether 
they are part of our religious beliefs because we are part of a community that is practicing them. Do we have this conversation? Now, I've got a question here from an anonymous A-team via uh, WhatsApp who says, I, I, I know this guy and I've known him for five years now. We have always found each other, like liking each other. So this year we finally did the deed. However, when I questioned him regarding his sexuality, he told me that he is straight. But sometimes he wants to have sex. Again. But I refuse. He does have a child and a girlfriend. I don't know what to do anymore. And I like him, but don't want to fall for him. So does that mean he was just curious or are we going to go somewhere? Clearly, the fact that curiosity, we would not expect curiosity to last for a long time and for somebody to go back and back. But relationship tests, they go beyond just physical. This guy could be attracted to this person, which means it is going. This guy could be enjoying the sexual encounter, which is different from what they have been experiencing all their lifestyles, all their lifetimes. So this is not something that we can just decipher over a phone call like this or over a message to say this is what is happening. There's only one thing, and we've talked about it, that is so sexy and it is so powerful because it is the only way that you can know. And of course, Ted, trust you, it's a, it's, it's a very important part of a relationship. And this is a core business in each and every relationship, whether it is business or any form of relationship. And you can only attain trust and inform and, and, and utilizing the information that you get from a person. What makes relationships to be difficult and also sexual relationships to be difficult is that we always want to assume. We do not want to ask. That we are living in information age. Hmm. Information is available everywhere. You just simply say, you know what, can you sit and read on this? And from there you can start having a conversation. We can not- we get to a point where we start talking about sex and sexual behavior, not only for us, especially for our children, with the transformation on, and on, 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 on artificial intelligence and where we are now. I mean, the world is moving towards fifth industrial revolution. We need to start talking to our children. Otherwise, with information age, they are going to learn information from somewhere else. Can we utilize the space that is available to us? to start opening this conversation. It could be the fact that you just picked up an article and send it to your partner. It's a very easy way to start a conversation. And in this day and age, Pat, I could see while I was sitting next to you today, you didn't talk to me much because you didn't need to talk to me. And part of it is that even though we're sitting next to each other, at some point, not very far, not directly next to each other, at some point we could communicate on, 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 on WhatsApp. Can we then use the spaces in conversations that are difficult? Agree as partners to say, you know, I would like to raise certain things, but they are very difficult to raise directly. Can we start utilizing this as a way of communication? It's not ideal, but for the conversations that we feel might be difficult. What else can we use? What else have they, uh, our, our listeners utilized to bring up difficult conversations? Because these conversations, we can never run away from them. They are central and they are a core part of our relationship. Let's go to a voice note from our A-teamer. Um, hi, this is Anonymous from Joburg. 
Um, years ago, when I was at a boarding school, um, not in South Africa, it was a girls' boarding school, we decided we were going to experiment, like, just girls being girls. We didn't actually have sex, we just kissed. Um, and now, like, some 20 years later, I just am fascinated, like, I just feel I want to kiss another woman. I wouldn't want to have sex with them, but the kissing, I just still remember, was quite sensual. Thank you. Okay, so some of these experiences start from the high school level. Well, yes, Pat. You said this is what just... It doesn't have to go to any other uh, direction. Pat, it could just be holding hands. And somebody will tell you that holding a hand of a female is not the same as holding a male's hand. In this case, the, the listener, they were just interested or the exploration went as far as kissing and it left a, a certain a, 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 a taste that this is something that she could still want to explore. But she doesn't want to go beyond that because there are women or men that will say, Mm-mm-mm, I don't want to see myself kissing another woman's vagina or kissing another man's penis. I don't want to. But curiosity determines how far you want to go. It could be a bridge of you going across. It could just be curiosity where you just plainly want to be held by another woman. And it ends there and you don't want anything else. But curiosity. You, as an individual, mm. allow yourself to be curious enough that you, what comes to your head becomes your reality. But what if your partner is not open to this, your curiosity, if you are in a relationship, whether it is a homosexual relationship or a heterosexual relationship, then what? You know, when we choose partners and when we take our vows, depending on the kind of vows that you've taken, you have to align to the kind of vows that you have allowed within that relationship. If they say, if I disagree, and if I'm not interested, we don't do it. Otherwise, if you go and do it, it is cheating. And if it is cheating, it has certain uh, 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 connotations and it will have certain uh, um, challenges at the end. Is that what you want to do? Or are you a part of a fluid relationship that says, as we grow, we determine the rules of, on the terms of your friends of the relationship? What kind of a relationship are you in? Are you flexible to grow? Are you flexible to change the ground rules that you have created so that you can have a healthy relationship? Because, Pat, there's one thing about life. If you are in a partnership and you went, in, you met in high school, there were things that you looked at in high school and said, oh, is this how people live their lives? Is this what happens? But at a certain point in life, you adapt and you move on. Also, as much as these relationships are attached to values, they are attached to myths, it doesn't mean you should not have them. Have difficult relationships because also they are a bouncing space or a bouncing board or a creation space for you to lift your relationship to the next level. Change is not easy. It doesn't matter whether it's in a sexual relationship or if it's just in a normal relationship. Even at work, even with your own children. So we need to get to a space where we need to understand that anything that is going to bring change is going to be uncomfortable. It might bring a bit of misunderstanding. But how do we then bring in these conversations without creating negative energy, without creating fights? Is that we need to do them, make sure that we have them 
in a healthy, harmony, peace space. Secondly, we need to be matured enough. And also, even if you are the one that you feel is vindicated by the conversation, it's good to listen. Pat, I grew up in a, in a place where uh, girls never used to wear pants. Today is the order of the day. I grew up in a world where women were taken in a certain way. Today, those things have changed. So in each and every conversation that we're going to have, we need to look forward and say, is it positive? What could be positive about it? And have matured conversation. Any conversation could turn in each other way. But if we are matured and we listen to the facts, we could all benefit from it. It doesn't matter how it looks like. Even if we never get to practice what was predicted or what was requested, but the fact that you have information, both of you become better people. Now, in terms of, um, you know, those who are bi-curious, without then hurting someone else's feelings or becoming a cheater or a liar, like in the example of Anonymous who has had sexual encounters with someone, has now fallen in love and really likes this person, but this person is not coming out straight to say, I I, I want to be in a relationship with you. This person wants to have sex with this partner. So how can those who are bi-curious stay away from using other people to explore their curiosity and also stay away from lying and cheating? You know, Pat, unfortunately, these are one of the biggest parts of uh, the life that we deal with. You know, I was reading one article where it was saying about, it was not a South African article, but about um, 43% of people in relationships, they one way or another, have not told the truth or they have, they feel they have not cheated because they don't see it as cheating, because doing something uh, behind your partner's back, being just a kiss, because there are people that don't see it just kissing somebody without any further intentions, but, but just a kiss is not seen as, as, as cheating. But you see a very high percentage, about 40% of people that have cheated in their relationships. But this is now a conversation that you need to have as an individual. Because what if this what is referred to as cheating comes out? Will you be able to deal with it? Do you have an amicable partner that would understand that, yes, I came from a good place. I was just curious. I just wanted to see what was going to happen. I had no further intentions, but I still love you. On the receiving end as a partner, if your partner, because there are people that say, no, 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 I'm happy with not knowing what you are doing. If you are going to have to go and try this, I don't want to know it. Just go and do it. So there's two worlds of people. So understand your partner. Understand which world they come from. But the most important thing, Pat, have common understanding about issues. Because there are those that want to know. There are those that would not want to know. But if you have a relationship that has got a good foundation, it will always create a space for you to be whatever world that you choose, a world of the knowing or the world of not knowing. So there is no right and there is no wrong. There is what works for specific relationships. It would have been nice for us to hear from the listeners to say, what kind of truth do they want? The one of not knowing, the one of not knowing. Because of time, Doc, unfortunately, we can't even give our A-teamers the opportunity to let us know. But uh, we'll definitely explore that in the near future. Um, in closing, being biocurious is a normal thing. 
or not? In Barikuras is an amalking pet. A mind is supposed to wander. Part of the mind, you know, it's the most beautiful instrument. It works, especially the brain. It works in the darkness and it works in silence. And it is you that takes you where it needs to go. But in that space, we, need, we do understand that there's belief and we respect the fact that there's belief. There are those that say you do not allow the mind to wander. There are those that say, I am willing to explore. So it's good that you need to know which side your partner falls in. But the mind should be curious. And also, you know, research has shown that it is not a very good, uh, a big percentage of people that will be bio-curious or bisexual. But you know, there's one good thing about, in that statistics, as much as it's little as it is, it's about 2 to 3%. It, for women, it is double the amount. So women have shown to be more bio-curious and bisexual and more fluid and flexible than males. It could be because of the fact that we've got more male or more female, but it shows that there is a lot of transformation and evolution in the sexual space. But it is good and it is healthy. Do not crucify yourself if that's what you're going through. Yes, the amount is very little, but the mind needs to wander, even at a sexual level. In the same way that it wanders at all other levels in our careers, we wonder in our physical exercise, we always want to stretch ourselves. This is one of those little spaces where the mind stretches and expands itself. And it does not make you a better a bad or a, 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 a bad person. So are you. Thank you so very much, uh, Doctor. It's been such a great pleasure and I'm glad that you're feeling much better. And uh, I'm sure you've had a couple of apples and a couple of orgasms to get you there. Mm, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure about an apple test. I've had an apple today. And I'm sure I'm not going to see a dentist in the near future. Uh, but I have been healed from the flu. And there's a lot of things that heal. There's a lot of benefits that come from an orgasm. And it doesn't matter where it comes come from. An orgasm is an orgasm. And all the benefits are there. I am healed from flu. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Diplomatic doctor. Thank you so very much for joining us. Please remind us. All, please remind us of your saying. <laughs> Remind us of your saying. You can't leave us without reminding us. I'm there for a day. Keeps the doctor away. In an orgasm a day. Keeps the doctor away. Let's keep those doctors away. Let's be healthy, sexual beings. Let's be honest with ourselves. Let's allow ourselves to enjoy the journey. Thank you very much, Dr. Babala Fundagamaboza. It's been such a great pleasure. Thank you. Well, on that note, keep on having those uh, healthy orgasms and those apples. Good for your body, good for your mind. And uh, uh, let me remind you, we three until three a.m. until five a.m. It's uh, time for Sound Awake with Mandla Shongwe. From uh, five until six a.m., you've got First Take with uh, Elvis Preslin. And then after that, from six up until nine a.m., it is uh, Sunrise with uh, Stephen Fortis and the Breakfast Team. From our side, as uh, the late night conversation A team, we'll be back again with you on Monday. But we are on social media platforms, so please do interact with us there at SAFM Radio at Patricia. N and Uli. Use our hashtag SFMLNC. May goodness and grace lead you to the great heights of success.